Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. Let's get to it. Anthony for three. Diving right in. Short, short episode. Diving right in. You know, I get so excited for these games. And like, I I just like, it's, it's deflating. Because I talk myself into, all right, well, maybe it can happen. Every time. You know? We're getting these new updates. All right, maybe I'm being a little too pessimistic. Maybe OG does return on this day. Maybe Randall does return and he's fully effective and the shoulder's not bothering him 1%. You know? And then, like, you wake up the next morning... Sleep on it. You have a totally different outlook. <laughs> and it's just like... it. it whenever I, tr- I guess what I'm trying to say here is whenever I try to have a good feeling about this team, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. And so this Knicks team right now, <clears throat> it's hard for me to remain optimistic. I, and, I, and I think they're a sinking ship. I think they're a sinking ship. So, uh, Golden State. Listen, they're playing better. They're twelve and three in their last fifteen. Um, I, I they this game was over in the first six minutes. Like you, you don't win a game that you start that poorly in. Was it a fourteen to nothing start? It was like about six minutes in. The, the Knicks didn't have a point. 17 to four after that. They, they No semblance. No semblance of an NBA offense. They're getting cheated. And I hate using that term. I never blame officials, but they're getting cheated by the Zebras. Now their defense tightened up a bit towards the end of the first quarter, second quarter. 
They go into the half somehow only down 55-46. Third quarter, they fight hard. It's 80-70 to 70 after that period. Fourth quarter, they got a couple runs in them, and Deuce leads the Knicks on this 9-0 run to pull within six. Two sides keep fighting. Golden State goes up the double figures again. But then a few minutes later, Deuce McBride knocks down another three, cuts it to seven. But every time the Knicks made a run, the story of this game, every time the Knicks came close and pulled it to within seven, six, the Warriors just made another run. So the talent gap was the difference in this game. The Knicks just, they don't have their guys and they're not a good team until then. The Knicks aren't a good basketball team. Fully healthy, you can have a different conversation. But right now, as currently constructed, this is not a good basketball team. And so the Knicks lose 110-99 at the Garden last night. At least Steph didn't have 54. Um, Brunson led the Knicks. 27 points. Dante was the next closest Nick at 16. Hart had 14 and 18. Deuce had 14 points. Curry at 31 and 11. Kaminga killed the Knicks with 25 and 8. Moody was a problem, 23 points. It, it was an annoying game, just the way the Knicks played. The state of the Knicks right now, on my mind constantly. The fact that this was a national TV game, so I had it on mute. Definitely didn't tune in pregame, halftime, or postgame to those four clowns. That You know what? I used to love those guys, and I say it all the time. I love them. But I tell you, man, this year I've watched them so little just because their disdain, their bitterness when it comes to the Knicks is just turning me off. Even if they're talking about other teams, I just can't tune into those guys. They're a turnoff because it's some unnecessary shot every time. They'll talk about eight seeds, nine seeds, like they're amazing. Get to the Knicks, they move the goalpost, it becomes finals or bust with them. So I don't even listen to the TNT broadcast or halftime, post-game shows. That was just bothering me that it was on TNT and they're losing another nationally televised game. Feels like they always do. And you got, again, the officials. Like I don't blame officials, but like Jesus Christ, man. Kaminga in the first half with the moving screen, they call a defensive foul. Then he charges on Brunson. That's a no call. Dante DiVincenzo is getting fucking punched in the face. His nose is bleeding. Nothing. Just like Josh Hart's nose was bleeding the other night. No call. Brunson's getting whacked around. Nothing. Second half comes. You got the Chris Paul foul on Brunson late in the third quarter. Nothing. Dario Saric is setting moving screens. Early in the fourth, he sets another one. No call. It's a little embarrassing. But the Knicks didn't lose because of the officials. The Knicks lost because, again, they're not a good basketball team. They're not a good basketball team. Unless Jalen Brunson's going to drop 45 points, there's no chance the Knicks are winning games. And I think because of that, maybe this head coach should think about a rotation change. And I'm not, before I go down this rabbit hole, I'm not blaming head coach Tom Thibodeau for this game, for this, 
for the month of February the Knicks just had. Happy March 1st, by the way. I'm not blaming him because I understand it. There's very little he can do. And whatever he does in one spot, you probably lose something the other way. But I would like to see an adjustment. I would like to see him try changing something up. Because just in my personal opinion, these lineups that were thrown out to start games, where we got from wing up, Hart, Precious, and enter center here, you run into an adequate half-court defense. And honestly, Golden State, they're 18th, but like in their last 15 games, they have the number two defense in the league. You're not going to score points. And so 99 points last night was more of, this is probably what's to come. I know they've gotten by with this lineup when they're out there at the same time, but like I don't think it's sustainable. When you run into a good half-court defense, they're going to trap high on Brunson pick and rolls. And that's going to leave him with zero outlets because you've got, you've had, you have no spacers out there for him. It's just Dante, and it's just not an NBA offense. It's disastrous. It's a spacing nightmare. There's bad decision-making. Poor off-ball movement. They have difficulties generating open looks, and you just get these directionless ISOs late in the shot clock. And I think a perfect example of this starting lineup not gelling, and how ironic is this, was the first six minutes of each half Shockingly, when the starters are out there, like, I thought Tom Thibodeau went to Boyan Bogdanovich way too late in the third quarter. He waited until a minute and 35, and he even waits too long to sub him in at the start of games. But come the fourth quarter, the Knicks are providing zero offense once again. The first sub he makes is iHeart. He checks out at 6.43, and you're thinking, okay, now Boyan's coming in. Jericho comes in. So you, you, you have Hart at wing, pressures at the four, and you got Jericho at center. So your spacing issues not solved. Now, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. He likes these lineups where he goes big, because of the defensive upside, because of the rebounding ability. You saw that when you saw it hurt the Knicks when Tibbs went to the small ball lineup late in the fourth. He had Deuce come in for bogey with about four minutes and change left. And then right then, Golden State had that possession where they were missing a bunch of shots, but they kept getting rebound after offensive rebound after offensive rebound. And that's where it hurt the Knicks. But I think when you're losing the possession game as you were, I would like for him to be like, okay, let's double down offensively and go small. So Sunday they have Cleveland. Cleveland's got a lot of size. I like it'd be nice. I know. Like it's 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 risky. They have a lot of size. Fuck it at this point. See what you can get. With Boyan for Precious. 
run with Brunson, Dante, Hart, Bogey, and I Hart. Or you know what? I, you could put pressures at five because honestly, Isaiah Hartenstein has been a shell of himself for the last month now with the injury. Or if you still want four plus defenders out there, I don't know how ideal this is going to be against Cleveland, but you could against other teams start Deuce and you go with a four guard lineup where you have Brunson, let's say Deuce at two, Dante at wing, Hart, I Hart, or Precious. But I know Tibbs does not like to go with four guards. He hates putting Dante at wing. That's a big reason why you never saw those Dante Grimes lineups. It's a big reason why he plays Hart so much. So, and it's funny because after the game last night, Tom Thibodeau goes, well, I think I should have played Alec Burks more so we could have a little more secondary creation and and a little more spacing. Again, like that's why I, I think you should consider starting bogey or deuce. Now, in this game, Deuce played 22 minutes. He played the fourth quarter over Burks for a good period of time until he got a couple of rest minutes. And then Josh Hart played fucking 47 minutes in this game. Burks only got 11 minutes. Barely played in that second half. So, I don't know if he's learning. I don't know if it was just matchup dependent with Steph. But people are complaining about Hart getting 47 minutes, and I understand that, obviously. But at this point, it's like we're so shorthanded in the front court. It's either do you want to rest and concede, or do you want to win games or try to win games? Because the alternative for Hart in this game is going back to Burks, who's just, again, been fucking abysmal. Or going to Boyan who in this game was 0 for 7 and his defense continues to be horrendous. Without Josh Hart, the Knicks probably lose instead of 11 points by 21 points. So I would consider Hart and Bogey starting together at 3-4. At this point, you need a change. You need a shakeup. If you don't want to do it against Cleveland... Do it in the next game. But third quarter, I thought you could have started out, or not started out, but you could have went to Boyan a little bit earlier. Not many Knicks were good in this game, but the least worst of the starting players, Jalen Brunson. Bing bang! Uh, 27 points for Brunson, 11 to 25 shooting, didn't shoot great, 44%. Four for seven from three. He was missing his twos, which is very rare. He doesn't miss them. I don't remember the last time he had a bad game from two. Those short mids weren't falling. Thought he was doing a poor job getting off ball last night. Uh, I thought early on in the game he was way too passive, did a very poor job of setting the tone. He did the exact opposite of that, but just passing up as soon as he crossed the timeline. Thought that was odd. Uh, maybe the next bothering him, but I don't know. I didn't think he had a great game. He was a little unfocused early on with the turnovers. 
He's been doing that a lot lately. He had four more last night. But at the end of the day, for a bad game, Brunson still had 27 points. So, right at his average. Deuce. Deuce McBride was the second best, or the, the, the best among the bench players. You know. Um, he scored the ball. They gave him some problems defensively. You see where his smaller stature can be a deficiency. Because we always talk about here on the show how Deuce is more of a wing in a point guard's body. You know, it's tough to switch him, but like it's tough to chase around Curry. So you kind of have to switch, but Deuce is small. Um, but I thought he was critical in the second half. Big baskets for the Knicks. Fourth quarter. And he's been a, a revelation this season. And it's going to get to a point where we have to start thinking about, does Alec Burks play at all? So keep an eye on that 11 minutes, on those post-game comments. I don't know. Maybe he's... I don't know. Folks, I think that's it. Like, it's, I, 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 like I said, a lot of these episodes from here to until they get healthy, if, not really anything to add. It's the same topic, so we're going to try to get more Yankees in. Next couple days, the Knicks are off, thank God. Thank God for All-Star break, right, guys? Remember that? They'll be fine after that. God. Cleveland is on Sunday. Miami's hot. Somehow the Knicks, as I speak, are still the number four seed, but the playing game is calling their name. I think they're one game, uh, one game above that eight spot. So forget seven. Eight is right there. It just, like, they don't look like an NBA team at times. Certain lineups go out there, and it's like, these guys have no idea what they're doing. And it's crazy to say that because the whole purpose of the Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, Alec Burks trade was to bridge the gap from February 8th to when OG and Julius return. That was the sole purpose of it, was to just be stopgaps until the guys are healthy. The Knicks have gotten worse so far in this span. It's not like these were guys who were required to help the Knicks out long term. No, these are two veterans who won't be here next year at all. Burks is expiring and you expect the Knicks to flip Bokey's salary. They got him because of the Fournier contract. And these are two vets who probably won't even play in the playoff series. Not much. They're not going to play much in a playoff series. One of them might not play at all. Like Brunson's going to play his 43 minutes. A lot of the starters are going to get relied on. And then Hart's going to get heavily relied on. If Mitch is healthy, he'll be heavily relied on. These guys are going to be your eighth and ninth men, your eight and eight and a half men. They won't play much. They're here to bridge the gap from now until these guys get healthy. And they have done everything but that. 
They've been horrendous. Burks has been atrocious. Boyan Bogdanovich has had a couple of games here and there, but for the most part, he's been bad. His defense has been absolutely fucking garbage. And it's like, yeah, maybe they do miss Quentin Grimes and his quickness and his defense at the point of attack. But at the same time, these guys are playing a role that they're not supposed to be in at the moment with how depleted the Knicks are. The Knicks shouldn't still be having to rely on Jalen to drop their uh, 40 points. The point of this trade was to not have to rely on that. We're going to wrap this up after break. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey there. Thanks for listening in so far. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks so much. You can follow us on social media as well. On Instagram, we're at BD4Pod and at Rob J. Carbone. On X, we're at BD4Pod and at RJCBD4. And on Facebook, we're BD4. If you're interested in our website, just go to www.bd4blog.com. You can subscribe to our blog on there right on the front page. Just like on the podcast, we cover Yankees, Knicks, and MMA. Also on our website are the links to the different platforms for the podcast. Thanks so much. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. Hey there, thanks for listening and thanks for listening to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA, Yanks every series, Knicks every game, and MMA on occasion. <clears throat> All right. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. Welcome. Back to episode 636, but we are going to wrap this up with our trivia because, again, I just don't have much to add, man. It's hard to talk about this team. 
We'll probably have some Yankees out in the next couple days. Let's get to our trivia and wrap this shit up. All right. In this episode, our trivia question. On February 27th, 2013. Try that again. On February 27th, 2013, the Knicks defeated the Warriors at MSG. Carmelo Anthony recorded 35 points. Tyson Chandler, 28 rebounds. Who had six steals? All right. So one final time. On February 27, 2013, the Knicks defeated the Warriors at MSG. Carmelo Anthony recorded 35 points. Tyson Chandler, 28 rebounds. Who had six steals? This was that Steph Curry kind of breaking out game when he had 54 and lost. We referenced that earlier in the show. Um, That's it. So look forward to some Yankee episodes, or one Yankee episode. We'll try to talk a little bit about them within the next day or two. We'll have, we should have that out by the weekend, late weekend, if I can get to it. Uh, if not, I'll see you in Knicks Cavs. I'm sure that'll go well. With this team being as depleted as they are, I'm sure that will go wonderfully. That's it. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Hey there! If you stayed the entire way through, we thank you immensely for it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come back for the next episode real soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, download these episodes, and share them with your friends as well. BD4 is a five-star podcast simply because of you. And we'd like to keep it that way. Have a wonderful day. Go Yankees and go Knicks.